eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast, our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC, nerdy soccer culture, fan outrage, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty, MLS. We're your hosts. I'm from mornings at 107.7 The End. They call me Gregor. He's been in the locker room, on the pitch, and according to his wife's Instagram, he is now a member of Hey Marseille. Check out the pictures. He's branded from the internet. I would be honored. Do they know I play mandolin? So the guy Sam, who plays cello in the band, he wears the same hat that you were wearing from this weekend, where you look like you have just finished churning butter, like some, like you're, um, like a Quaker. That's what the word is for it. Only much more modern. And I told, I told her I was very unsure about the hat. No, that's okay. I mean, you're the type of person who can pull off a hat like that. It's just that unfortunately, you're also on a podcast with a person like me. <laughs> so that's how. So this is what you meant when you said I have a lot to say. <laughs> Winky face. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I just got done having a very nice conversation with your wife, and then I was like, well, I see this photo now, and I should probably definitely make fun of him for that, so here we are. I'm just waiting to get invited to the Lumineers. Oh, I think they've uh, gone beyond that. I think now that they're they're like long hair hippie-looking people. Ah, oh, no. Okay. You're too clean-cut, like you like are going to set up your own A-frame <laughs> this afternoon or something like that. <laughs> what do you call that? You raise a barn? Yeah, and then you can have your bluegrass band play inside of it. Perfect! No electric instruments. It defies our ways. So you did know me in college. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's not hard to detect, Brandon. I feel like this is all an easy picture to paint. I don't have to be a a Monet for this one. (laughs) I went from being in a ska band in high school to being in like a folk stomp band in college. So you're kind of just checking all the boxes right now. I wish you could see my not surprised face right now. (laughs) Anyway, hi, Brandon. Hey. <laughs> Do us a favor and go online and give us a click through on Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Apple Podcasts. I'm sorry. Apple, been, apples and bananas. I've been, oh man, I like to ope. 
Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> give us a rating. Uh, definitely five or four stars. <laughs> four shooting stars of the black night sky because we don't use electricity. But primarily, <laughs> leave us a comment. We want to know who your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player is. In the spirit of people who only score in the last game of the season or in the playoffs, yeah. from uh, Roman Torres to Nelson Valdez. Boy, do I have to eat my pants today based on this thing. Anyway, this week, the, he scores when he wants to. Roman Torres, Sounders FC, take on the international break in a battle for the make all the best players tired before the biggest tournament of the season cup. Hooray! <laughs> it's kind of the way I think about it is kind of like, um, like, I think uh, in Spain, I don't know if this is still happening, but when you have the matador and the bull fighting and all of that, awesome. in order to get the bull like actually pissed off, they stab the bull a bunch of times, and it also makes them, I think, less uh, able to murder the guy who's trying not to get murdered in the middle. You mean the, um, the bleeding? <laughs> yeah, the bleeding, right. Before they're actually like murdered out there. Yeah. Um, I, I, I liken that to this international break before the playoff starts, where basically the Sounders are losing tons of players to overseas friendly, oversee friendlies before facing Dallas and single elimination play. It's only nine players from the first team. No big deal. <laughs> we did fine during the summer when that happened. Oh, wait. <laughs> so, hey, good times. We, um, well, the, the playoff picture's all coming together. Just real quick right now, uh, we're talking about uh, postseason episode uh, out of 34 matches, Sounders FC take on the inevitability of time. <laughs> it's at a stadium that is infinite and unending space that we can measure only to 13 billion light years. I guess kickoff will be at a relative time, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, it'll be three hours early in Pacific, though. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> r- double relative time. It is also relative to East Coast time where MLS <laughs> home office is. So. This, I feel like this part of the season always happened in the middle of, uh, well, like this international break that happens every year always happened in the middle of playoffs before. And it was always that moment um, after the you know, the first match of the, of the playoffs there were, and and you maybe played that first leg game against Dallas. And then there's like a two week break where everybody's like flung far across the world and doing what they do for their respective countries. And then we all forget that anything is happening at all because all of the other sports all start literally during this span of time. They fill the void, the vacuum that has been created, obviously in the American sports landscape. (laughs) When MLS stops, everybody has to find out what to turn to next. It's more of a dustbuster as compared to the infinite vacuum of space. (laughs) That's what it feels like. But uh, I would. So you're just saying that MLS sucks a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to point out, Brandon, that you're saying that usually we'd be doing an international break some other time. No, no, no. You forget. There's another international break in six weeks when the playoffs would typically still be going on. (laughs) That was the problem is that you'd have it strike twice in one postseason, which is crazy. So, uh, I mean, with that, that goes without saying or whatever. So, um, real quick, I think I was just robbed. Uh, Like, like uh, my favorite team moved away from the city that I like uh, robbed or like you got your stuff taken from you. No, no, no. Like by like a five-year-old. Oh, <laughs> so, beat him up. So we're eating dinner before the pod, as I do, um, and the doorbell rings, and I go to it, and there's this tiny child, and he says hello, and he hands me an envelope with a bunch of writing on it and a pen, and says, "Give me money." <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, go f- yourself, first of all, kid." But also, like, you're pretty adorable. And there's mom standing, you know, ten feet back, watching this all happen. 
English is not their first language, so I excuse some of this because it's a hard barrier or whatever, and it's already hard enough to go door to door and ask for stuff. But I'm like, okay, well, let me read what this packet is, since obviously you come prepared with zero information. It's a walkathon. <laughs> when is your walkathon? Right now, I'm like, well, I find that hard to believe. Um, what are you raising money for? I don't know. Mom doesn't say anything. There's nothing. I look at her like, what's this for? She's like, oh, I, I, I. And I'm like, okay, you don't command English. <laughs> Got it. That's fine. <laughs> um, and it, I somehow agreed to give the kid five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the most effective sales pitch ever. It's, I, I won't go where I was going to go, but it feels really weird to have just been like... <laughs> <laughs> to have to be at uh, odds with a five-year-old and lose. <laughs> this is this is what's weird. I don't find you as um, like a, a typically non-confrontational person because if if somebody does this to me, like if anybody asks me for anything at any time, and even if it's not explicit, like you don't have to ask me, but there's like the assumption that I should give you money for something or I should tip you as a waiter, even though you did a terrible job. Like <laughs> I will do it just because I don't want anybody to be mad at me. Like if you if I ordered a cheeseburger. And you brought me a grilled cheese sandwich. I would probably eat it without saying anything because I don't want you, the waiter whoa, who I paid, whoa, whoa. to do this to give me to like be mad at me. Get your so wife I- on here. Get your wife on the phone right now because <laughs> here's the deal: is that you don't say it to the waiter, but then you fume about it for the next three and a half hours and on the entire <laughs> yes. ride home, and your wife is like, "Well, why didn't you just say something?" I know. Well, and so this is the thing: if this five year old came up to me and was like, "Give me money," he wouldn't even have to like give me a spiel. I'd just be like, "Okay, take it. Please go. I don't want you to be mad at me." But you, I don't imagine that you're the kind of person person who would fall for this i'm not i'm not typically a pushover for like people hustling me i don't like uh some would argue that that's not at all true uh shout out to my wife who's probably listening right now um <laughs> but with i when kids are trying hard to do something even when they're like don't have any clue what they're doing uh i try to be a positive influence and like one kid came from glacier peak high school which is down the street from me and he was like Selling some sort of thing that I don't need, obviously, because no one needs it. And he was so well informed and did such a good job and wasn't being pushy or like gross about it. Like he wasn't being like, I don't know, sometimes you get these guys that show up yeah. and they feel like they're like lying about being destitute and then they're like professional used car salesmen that are selling door to door. And like I can spot that pretty far away. But this kid was just like hustling for his football team or something like that. And I was like, yeah, I'll give you my 20 bucks. So I guess I'm just a sucker for like, um, for if the how much the heart is in it or something I don't know but you're yeah. right I don't like I like giving people a hard time or at least making them work for it a little bit too so thanks that's nice of you to notice <laughs> so. yeah but you still gave that kid money so <laughs> yeah because I'm trying to support the little neighborhood kids plus yeah. I can't be like the white guy that lives in the neighborhood that like doesn't give kids money and then like also yells at them for playing in the street it's like a kind of a you know I'm like trying to no, drive so this is this is like you're you're like paying your tax so you can still yell at the children in the street sort of yeah because like the parents just watch their kids literally just run into the road and I'm like, hey, did you realize that there's a 2,000 pound car that is driving and you just don't give a crap? And they look at me like, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm like, are you though? Because this happens like every day and you have zero control and they just scream at me and it's crazy. And then you guys do that like secret little handshake where you hand them money discreetly. Good times. So uh, how about that big victory over the weekend? It was a CenturyLink field Affair. I was trying to think of a word to color it, but like really, it was not that awesome. One, it was it was the uh, the Roman Torres experience. Yeah, and so it was intense for a minute, but then pretty slow the rest of the time. Yeah, yeah. It was it was 
it was so the Sounders win one nothing over Minnesota United on Ozzy Alonso's homecoming. Um, and I will say one thing: Ozzy Alonso had a great game, but not good enough Dude. to keep the Sounders from uh, scoring uh, a Roman Torres header goal and winning the game one nothing. But what what minute did Roman score in? Like it was early ish in the match, let's right? Call like it, twenty twenty five, like thirty five, I think thirty five. Yeah. So like everything before that and everything after that was sleepy it was like the, it was the same thing as the one nil win over san jose the week before where like until jordan scored in the 94th minute of the match you're like eh, this is not the kind of soccer you want to see your team playing going into the playoffs uh ironically not ironically appropriately it was a goal in the 29th minute for number 29 roman torres so he planned that. <laughs> that that's him, what him it is. He's been waiting this whole time for an opportunity this, in the 29th minute to score. This, this is this is you know what? I'm actually quite disappointed. Um not in the result. The result's great. The Sounders uh I had already secured their 11th uh straight playoff or postseason appearance, right? But what what was disappointing is that this was Roman Torres's first ever MLS goal. He scored a, a penalty kick against Toronto, the penalty kick that secured the Sounders the MLS Cup. Um, a few years ago, but this was his first ever regular season goal, his first goal from open play for the Sounders. He's been with the club for like, what, three, four years? What, what was disappointing to me is that in that amount of time that we've had him, uh, the, the the season that they won and won the MLS Cup, he had that like little bunny hop dance. And and when he scores for Panama, he like runs and rips his shirt off and is like running into the crowd. And um, obviously it's a different level and blah, blah, blah. But like when he scores for the Sounders, his first goal in open play in the history of uh, of his career here in MLS, the only thing he can think of is to do somebody else's celebration, which is John Cena's You Can't See Me celebration. Like this guy is full of creativity and dances and moves that we've seen behind the scenes and the first thing that he does is somebody else's celebration. Brandon, Brandon was hoping that he would skank dance. <laughs> yeah, or just like uh, boot stomp. Someone throws him a mandolin. <laughs> also, I'm all in on that. That sounds awesome. A comment, I'm very in on that. A comment about Ozzy Alonso, to go back to what you were saying a minute ago, it is unbelievable how good that guy is, and obviously the stakes are higher for him when he makes that home return after playing here for 10 years or whatever, and he comes back for the first time to be the visitor on home turf, which is crazy. That guy plays that defensive midfield role so well, which we all know, and he was the best at it, right? But he also kind of plays the number 10 role also, so oh. he, kind of, he kind of like handles their whole midfield and is able to control things both forward and back, which is... When you see it on your team all the time, it's one thing. But when you see him shine in a dull-looking uniform for the other squad, it's crazy to watch. It's wild because he's he's box to box, right? So he's he's the midfielder that is going to defend in between your center backs on one side, and he's also going to, like you said, play that number ten, run up to the other side of the field, be able to play passes into people, and sometimes even shoot from long distance. I was so bummed out that we didn't see like an Aussie rip from like. 30 yards or something inconceivable um but it, it, he he's a great player and it's and it's you continue to ask yourself why would the sounders ever let a player like him go uh when you look at his age and and he's still hustling to the extent that he was running around there uh yes on on sunday and to the extent that he was still like going into tackles and <laughs> taking balls to the face from Christian Roldan. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, no, but there was, I think at that point, it was kind of, um, there were points throughout the match where you obviously see Ozzy playing like that, but you, on the other side of the, of the coin, you have Christian Roldan, who is 10, maybe 12 years younger and playing nearly as well. And that guy learned everything he knows yeah. from Ozzy Alonso when he was here. So it was really cool to see kind of like the, the master and the um, trainee uh, in, in kind of the same uh, on the on the flip side of the field, so just to kind of see how they would play against each other, and it was it was awesome because I think that Christian Roldan uh, similarly had a lot to prove in a match like that against somebody like his mentor, basically. So crazy. So I've got a few points to talk about here that are personal from this match. Okay, one, I get almost all the way to the to the stadium. We we're gonna pay to park in the parking garage. Biggest mistake ever. Um, <laughs> And I noticed that I don't have my phone with the tickets on it. Oh, so no. it's one thing to like, luckily I was able to pull it up on the other phone and like no problem or whatever. But it is weird going to any kind of event these days without your phone. So that way you can take pointless pictures that no one needs. Except for the one time when people were getting kicked out and I was able to get a photo for the Full 90 Extra Time podcast Twitter. Uh, I was able to cover that and then write a blog because I, you know, I had a camera with me effectively. But I forgot that. That is not a way to be. Let me tell you, though, I went, I got a lot of apologizing to do <laughs> this podcast. I think we both have some things that we could say about Roman Torres, even though I think I've already made a slow fat joke about him once today. <laughs> uh, that guy saved, that guy gave us second place. Not bad yeah. for a guy returning from cheating, but also I've cheered for the Mariners, and so <laughs> I have to eat crow on that too, so fine. <laughs> um, at the beginning of the match, oh, so hold on, let me set this up. I ended up with an extra ticket. I was invited my buddy Brandon from the Full 90 Extra Time podcast. He couldn't go. No one could go. And so my buddy Brian's ticket that I had I called my mother-in-law and I was like, hey, last minute invite. You want to go? And now this is Deb, who I said Deb like 10 times about <laughs> earlier this season because she's an Atlanta United fan and she, that team didn't exist when she moved here. And it's like right in my face that she wouldn't root for the team that we're all into, that she has to be this... um troll about it right she's a contrarian for the sake of being yeah so. and so my wife like sat her down and was like do you realize what you're doing <laughs> you're tearing me apart and she was like oh my god i never thought of it that way i better order some sounders stuff so that way i can try to be a sounders fan i was like that's the right attitude so when i oh, that's I, amazing that's I an have, amazing redemptive story i have to come back on that and be like yo even though first half of the season i was down on it I tried to do the bigger thing and invite the person who was trying to be a Sounders fan so she could go to her first ever MLS match. Now, Deb is my mother-in-law. She is older. She has trouble getting around, a bad knee, you know, typical old people stuff, right? And so yeah. I was really concerned for her getting in and out. Okay, so I decided that we would park at the stadium, that we just go right in and right out, no big deal. We might have to leave a few minutes early to avoid the crowd, all the, you know, all the stuff that you think about when you're trying to get someone who has a hard time and it's kind of embarrassing to go up and downstairs. So I tried to be like the complete package about doing this and it totally paid off she showed up she watched everything she was excited about it she was like a new soccer fan of a demographic that they wouldn't expect to have and so for that i gotta give props to deb for being a, a total good sport and and supporting the team she she showed up at my kids you know space baby has a little um soccer thing that he goes to just to start developing like really basic interest in soccer he's two so whatever but she showed up to it she was wearing sounders gear and i was like that's awesome so she got to go, she got to see the Roman Torres goal right in front of her. It was awesome. We had a really nice time. 
But before the match even got started, there he is. As people are saying, Keanu Reeves, wrong. That's <laughs> he's going for the Brandon from Incubus look. Brad Evans has the no, jo- he's, he's going Brandon from the Lumineers now look. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Brad Evans got to do the scarves up Seattle and then I like he was just like standing there kind of nervously like waiting to do this thing and I just like lean out where the front row there I lean out and I just point at him and he, like he immediately saw me like lean and point. And so he like comes walking by afterwards and he reaches up and he's like, "Hey, what's up, man?" And I was like, "Man, I kind of I kind of know Brad Evans. This is like weird yeah. as crap." And like Let's put this aside for a second. You know, I'm, I do a thing where I get to be in the spotlight a little bit, and I'm really grateful for that. And so, um, I just want everyone to know that it's equally as exciting for anybody, I think, to meet somebody who they think is cool. Um, not saying that anyone thinks I'm cool, but like the idea that like there are people, like the people. So, what's up, Brad Evans? And the people next to me are like, "Hey, we just got married yesterday, and we bought these tickets. Will you sign this hat?" And he's signing, and he's talking to me while he's signing it. He walks away. Uh, he, he asks, "Where's your baby?" And I was like, "Well, he's at home. I brought my mother-in-law instead." <laughs> and he goes, "He just looks at me like, what are you doing?" Like, like he just gives me this like dismissive look. And I was like, "I don't know." And then he goes, he then he smiles and looks at Deb and goes, "Hey, I'm Brad." <laughs> and she was like, "Oh." <laughs> and then I was like, "Also, this is my friend Joe." And he's like, "Hey, Joe, whatever." So he walks off, and the people next to me they go, "How do you know Brad Evans?" And I was like, oh, I work in the media, and I do this, you know, I, I've had some chance yeah. to work with him before, he's a nice, super cool guy or whatever, and they're like, well, who are you? And I was like, I work at a station called 1077, and the girl goes, are you Gregor? <laughs> and I was like, here we are! And she was like, that's so crazy that you know him, and I'm like, you think it's crazy for you? It's crazier for me that, I, that, that he stops and talks to me, I don't know what to say, what are we doing here? So, we had this really cool experience of, like, rushing to the soccer match last minute, no phone, it's stressful parking, everything. We get there, we meet, we see Brad Evans right away, we see Roman Torres' only goal, and I introduce someone new to the MLS, and I like really had an awesome time. So this game will go down in history as being one that's uh, a good one for the, uh, for the Full 90 Extra Time podcast. How about that? Yeah, and uh, I'm just sitting here curious where, when they cut off Brad Evans' hair, what museum they're going to put it in. <laughs> uh, where's he from? Like, uh, uh, not Scottsdale. He's from like uh, Cave Creek, Arizona, or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah. It's like filled with scorpions and <laughs> and Brad Evans' hair. <laughs> uh, no, that sounds that sounds really fun, and uh, I'm proud of Deb for um, having her Darth Vader like moment where she gets a chance to redeem her wrongs. <laughs> she also threw an old man down an elevator shaft. It was awesome. <laughs> I I left her to die though, unfortunately. And that old so. man was Joe Roth. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I will say the the thing I took. So I had a really good time watching the match because um, the reason I couldn't take a, take you up on that ticket offer was I was down in Fartland. It's actually a very nice city. Uh, they just happen Full to have a, a local team there that uh, I don't like very much. And uh, so I I reached out and and just was asking a bunch of people, hey, where do I where do I watch the match um, if I'm trying to watch the Sounders while in this city. And uh, so I went to this bar. It's called the Jolly Roger. Shout outs to the Jolly Roger and everybody that I talked to, like Matthew and Merrill and uh, Jacob and all of these cool people who live in Portland and uh, have this little every single week. They get together and watch the match together. They pull the tables together. They get a little corner of this bar. 
Um, and I thought it was awesome. And it, I think it's cool that that kind of stuff is probably happening all over uh, at, at least our state. Because uh, I remember I used to go do this in Bellingham. Um, but also that, you know, there's probably pockets of people like this all over the country. Uh, Sounders fans in Kansas City, New York. Uh, who knows? Yeah, Maybe think? London. Tropic- I think there's a Sounders Japan group even. Tropic Sounders or Tropic Sounders? Tropic yeah. Sounders, yeah, uh, yeah. I couldn't not mention do- them. Corn Dog Squadron, like, right. yeah. yeah. There's like, a, there's people that do this all over the place, and it's crazy because, like, as we, as I attested to last week, I went to somewhere where people are ravenous for the soccer in New England, and it was yeah. zero people. So <laughs> I bet it's easier to find a Sounders bar than a, than a <laughs> Revolution bar. Have to yeah it was it was super fun uh, and it was it was awesome to to get to hang out with all of those people and uh, they were like oh you know what's your deal with the Sounders and I'm like oh I used to work for them now I have a podcast and they're like what's your podcast I'm like full ninety extra time and they're like cool never heard of it I'm like great cool <laughs> yeah thanks I've never heard of you before today you <laughs> <laughs> Jacob also <laughs> sorry Jacob you were actually pretty cool to me also thanks for subscribing yeah. Good. Yeah. Great to have you here talking about stuff that you don't aren't on the inside jokes for. That's great. That's great. Yeah. No, but here's one thing. I got to uh, watch that match, and one of the things that I took away from the match wasn't well. First of all, Jovan Jones, who got the assist on the Roman Torres goal, um, Jovan Jones has looked like hot garbage basically this whole season since he's come back from the German second division or whatever it is. And uh, I don't know what it is like. What hot broke sh- Germany? <laughs> that's, that's just hot, shit, isn't it? That's a good thing. Yeah. I whatever it is. He played really well. He got an assist. He was like burning people on the outside. There was at one point where um somebody put on a move and I assumed it was Kelvin Leardum because it was good and somebody was like, "No, that was Jovan Jones and you are racist or whatever." I don't know. <laughs> but it was a great move and uh I thought Jovan Jones had a great game. So shout outs to him, but more importantly, shout outs to Nico Ladero's beard. Oh, man. That thing he looks I feel like he like arrived by wooden ship. Like when he, he like borrowed Harry's ship's vessel and showed up like fresh from the he's, sea. He's riding piggyback on Harry's ship's shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know what the connotation of a wooden ship is if that's the if that's the scenario. He's one of the seamen. <laughs> There's at one point, uh, like there, I saw some pictures after the match of of like Nico and Ozzy swapping jerseys and. My on first glance, I was like, "Why is Ozzy swapping jerseys with uh, Clint Dempsey?" And then I realized the dude was a foot shorter, and it was Nico Ladero. And uh, but that beard is it. It's like a it's like a full playoff beard, and I don't think that Nico comes from a place where uh, playoff beards are a thing. But it's a good playoff beard, and I hope it ke- he keeps it going. Actually, he just came from preseason hockey. <laughs> so that's what it was. That's why he didn't play in the last two matches, preseason hockey injury. <laughs> he is the guy behind at NHL Seattle on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Why are yeah. all these hockey fans into Yerba Mate? <laughs> <laughs> he looks like the Uruguayan Drake, sort of. He kind of, yeah. Um, Drake. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, real quick, I just want to make a quick point. I just we got to bring up sumo for a second here because obviously we have to. I just want um, our our sumo loving fan <laughs> fans. <laughs> it's not just me. Um, I just want to point something out in sumo. When you do really badly consistently, you get relegated. So technically, 
sumo more on the line than MLS soccer. I'm just saying, <laughs> Cincinnati not going anywhere with 24 points on the season. I, I saw this. I saw this meme that was uh, FC Cincinnati talking about pro rel while in the USL. It was that Drake meme or the Drake meme, <laughs> where, <it's laughs> where like he's the, like pro rel during USL. He's pointing at it like awesome, and then pro rel during MLS, he's looking at it and saying no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Yeah, because they ended up, they ended up with twenty four points in thirty four matches. They have a worse return rate than the full ninety extra time podcast. <laughs> that one's for yeah. James Woolard. Shout out to James Woolard, voice of the Seattle Sounders FC Stadium. Yeah, they they I think they locked up the wooden spoon, which is the award uh, given out to the team that secures the least amount of points of the season. They locked that up like three weeks ago. Do we flog them with it? Is that what happens? I, I, believe, I think so. I probably I think that's that what happens. Before. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to the most important player for Seattle. It's the Joe Roth trademark golden scarf man of the match. Yeah, your Joe Roth trademark golden scarf man of the match has got to be Roman Torres. Joe Roth, trademark, golden scarf, man of the match. At least the golden thing our rich owner paid for wasn't a shower. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right, who's hot? Who's garbage? And who is hot garbage? Let's start with hot. Hot. Making the playoffs 11 times in a row for the longest active playoff streak in MLS history. That is hot. I agree with that. And actually not active. It's just like the long – if the Sounders didn't make – didn't make the playoffs next year, they would still have the longest consecutive playoff streak in the in history. They've never missed the playoffs in their uh, history as an MLS club, and that is amazing. Hot! How about that Kelvin Leerdom taking home the coveted Golden, Golden Clog? Okay. Yes, hot. <laughs> However, we need to set some rules here on the Golden Clog because Kelvin Leerdom got first five of all, goals. First of all, first of all, let's back this up. The Golden Clog, much like the Golden Boot in most soccer leagues around the world, signifies the person with the most goals, only in this case, it's a clog, so that person is from the Netherlands. <laughs> so it's it's the it's for the highest scoring highest scoring Dutch boy in the MLS. <laughs> Uh, yes, it's called the MLS. I messed that one up. Oh, well. The uh, So the Golden Clog this year, I'm going to go ahead and say that we should award it to uh, Kelvin Leardom, even though him and uh, Danny Houston, Houston! Uh, of the uh, San Jose Earthquakes both finished the season with five goals. However, Danny Houston ended the season with one more assist well, than no, Kelvin no. Leardom. However, his team didn't make the playoffs, so he does not get the award. Hiss, hiss on you! Don't give me stats that could take away that could cloud my judgment over this. We have you, a tie, and it goes to our team, Brandon. That's all we have to say. Screw yeah, that. But also, if your team doesn't make the playoffs, you don't win awards. I'm just gonna say that Danny Hewson should return to the, to the Netherlands because he got beat in a race to the most goals as a forward by a guy who plays defense. <laughs> He and and Kelvin Leardham, I feel like had a couple of chances during this match where if he would have shot, he would have had a better chance than the pass he tried to make. Yeah, I I'm not gonna not gonna fault you on that, man. I I totally agree. So, congratulations. I guess this is the time to award it. Congratulations to the Dutch boy with the most goals in all of MLS for 2019. It's Kelvin Leardham. <laughs> What's 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 a Dutch thing that it can start showering from the rafters? Stroopwaffle! Stroopwaffle! Oh, I had one of those this morning. If you put it on top of your coffee so it melts the honey on the inside, it is oh. excellent. Oh, I didn't do that. Or frites. They also like French fries called frites there, so oh, that's I thing. like those too. 
Or they could just, I don't know, rain sadness because that seems to be a thing that they're really into as well. <laughs> Hooray! It's raining postmodern architecture. <laughs> Ouch, it's so angular. Okay, how about garbage? Uh, garbage. Rollery Diaz? How dare you? I know, but it, it's it, it was it was hard. It was a rough game. Uh, I thought there were points of the of the match where Rory Diaz was he was playing higher up the field, which is something that was uh, nice to see for once. By nature of having Nico Ladero back in the lineup, I think helped a lot with that. Um, but at the same time, I feel like he was just silent or absent and non-existent for for large uh, large portions of the match and. There was a one point in the match it, when I was at the Jolly Roger down there in Fartland with uh, all of these other Sounders fans. Um, one Sounders fan sitting behind me. Uh, so on the broadcast, the 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 broadcaster said something like that. Raul Diaz gets the ball. Oh, he's been quiet today. And somebody was like, huh, how about all season? And I'm like, okay. Easy. Okay. He's had plenty of goals this season. However, point taken. There have been points where he is like either on and hot or just kind of non-existent so while i don't think that raul Ruiz diaz as a whole is garbage i do think that he did not have a great game and that is not the kind of form you want to see him going into the mls postseason in. so it's interesting you say that because the beginning of the match i didn't really so i watched the match from the game right and from the stadium yeah. rather and then i went back and watched it today and i kind of got like really bored <laughs> watching because I'd seen it before and it wasn't that exciting, right? And then all of a sudden there was a, a chance up front and it's like Raul Ru- 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 Diaz on the ball. Oh, a missed opportunity or whatever. And Jordan Morris like wants to murder him because he was wide open and Rui Diaz tried to go through like three guys at once and it was um it was unfortunate to see that because there was an opportunity there but you see a guy trying to make something happen. So he was playing up front like you say. Great. The second half when they were going away from us I kept seeing Rui Diaz back at like the half line. I was like, what's he doing dropping so far back? And so I don't know if it was a tactical change or what was going on, but it felt really weird. Like he was just kind of used to dropping back. He was like trying to create something rather than staying up front and waiting for a cross or something. The crossing wasn't great, so I could see how that would get frustrating. And I don't know. The guy was so magic before, but it seemed like a kind of inconsistent performance tactically from him. Again, I don't know what he was told, but it just felt that way from watching. And yeah, they didn't call his name at all. So it's it's weird. He's this is kind of what we talked about uh, last week. We're saying that like how this team would be different if Raul Ruiz Diaz was fast, right? Yeah. And then we go see as we talk about that. You know, Jordan Morris uses his speed to go get onto the end of the wall and score against the San Jose Earthquakes. Picks up three points for the Sounders. The the difference between. Uh, like with Raul Ruiz Diaz not having maybe the chemistry with uh, Nico Ladero, I don't know if that's true or not. Like how they are off the pitch, how they are um, even, you know, are they good friends? But they don't obviously have the type of chemistry that uh, at least the, the the playing chemistry that remember Clint Dempsey and Obafemi Martins had, where it was like those two seemed to always knew know what the other one was going to do, or they would always be. Uh, in a position to allow the other player to try something, right? Like to to play it like a dirty back heel or uh, get a crazy flick or a, a ball through. And I just don't know that uh, Rui Diaz has that type of chemistry with anybody else. And he's not the kind of player who's going to create it for himself either because he does. He's not bulky enough. Like he's a he's a stocky guy, but he he doesn't push people around uh, the way that some. No, you he's know, a, he's a little dude that needs to be up front. And you need to have a guy that can bob around the defense like Jordan Morris, be able to yeah. set him up. But when Rui Diaz drops back all the time suddenly when Morris or Brad Smith or whatever gets around and has got the turbo on 
like he can't he's not there ready for it it seems like i again i don't know this i don't like know the stats well enough but i could tell you just looking at minutes played in 2018 he had just over a thousand minutes and scored 10 goals this year he had almost 1800 minutes and scored 11 goals so there's a significant drop off Mm -hmm. uh that's after 20 starts you know so um as compared to 13. So you got to feel like the dude's got to generate a little bit more. He had a few more assists and stuff and a lot more shots on goal, which is cool. So he just wasn't finishing as strong. I don't think the drop-off is as big as we might think. I think he's just kind of in a cold streak right now. I You get a PK, and I want to put Rui Diaz on that one to try and take it just to get something going so he gets yeah. a little confidence. Because if he does get hot, if he can play forward, then that's some pretty significant stuff. And that's what, that's what we saw happen with Jordan Morris earlier this season. We were talking about how he was kind of in a slump and then he goes and scores a goal and then he doesn't stop scoring goals and uh you know has a great end to the season and is on a great run of form right now and is playing just kind of out of his mind even when he's not scoring he's playing really well on the wing so you just kind of hope that a goal will spark something in Raul Diaz and he'll he'll get moving again moving on to hot garbage yeah, hot garbage. How about whoever runs the Fartland uh, Twitter account, like Good the official God. team Twitter account? Yeah, you got to watch out with this because what they said gets like managers banned from matches and stuff. It gets, well, at, at best, right? At worst, it gets your team fined actual money. <laughs> like, like you're, you know, this, so when I, you know, when I used to work for the Sounders, uh, I was on the team that did the social media, right? And everything that went out was like, you know, very intentional and they're even better at it now than they are, than they were then. And they were good at it then, you know, they were some of the best in the league. There are things that you would post that, you know, might get you like on the edge or on the line with the league or somebody might get mad at you. Um, but then there's things that you post that you just know aren't going to go well. And I don't know how this gets and, out. From and the- more importantly that the people watching are like, Oh, bad look. Yeah. Even the fans of the team, uh, so just to back it up a little bit, the uh, the Timbers, a couple weeks running, have been on the end of some questionable uh, refereeing decisions in the league. So has every other team in the league, to be fair, though. All of the teams are being refereed and judged by pro, which is not necessarily the highest standard. Pro of, is the uh, professional referees organization. Right. And so, um, but but the Timbers are finding themselves particularly hard done, and at least their social media staff is when they go <laughs> and put out on Twitter um, at adding the the professional referees organization says pro referees did we offend you? And then in brackets insert video of any of the first half missed PK calls. That's something that you get from a, like a dumb podcast like us, not an official team account like that. If that person doesn't get fined. If that person doesn't, if like that social media person has their job or at least, I don't know. So I ask you this, like if they had someone running the Twitter that day, I'm not trying to be a total dick, but I just want to point out how this works. Like what are you paying a person to do the social media, the the tweets versus what a fine could be? Is it like a person's position worth a fine? You know, is it a five thousand dollar fine if you get in trouble for it or something like that? That's yeah, I don't know what the fines. But that's that's uh, my point. Is like you got to yeah. consider this. Like at some point, we all know how these organizations, uh, anything that is media, <laughs> um, associative, you spend the money on, in a few places and then you try and save money everywhere else. And those places where you try and save money are in like the press department and stuff like that, where you mm-hmm. can find any 
kid that any millennial that's good at the internet to do this job, right? Like that's the that's the theory here, and that you know that there's going to be high turnover because the job's not very high paid, and you just hope people follow the rules for a couple of years until they bounce to the next job or whatever. And so, if you're going to say something like this, it could potentially get your team fined. Is it your own job that you're throwing away by doing that? Financially, not even necessarily like literally. I doubt. I doubt. I did some. I did some dumb things that got me talked to when I worked at the Sounders, and um, and I totally deserved the talking to. But never was my job threatened. I don't think this person's job will be on the line, but they will get, definitely be getting a stern talking to. And uh, yeah, I think what's even funnier about this is that they are probably part of this like large consortium of Timbers fans at this point who I've seen online who are saying that the that the calls that they are somehow not getting. Uh, is somewhat related to the uh, anti-fascist protests that they were doing. MLS is getting vindictive. Yeah, MLS, via the Professional Referees Organization, is singling out the Timbers for uh, speaking up about not being able to wave the Iron Front flag. Though, if anyone was going to be accused of being fascist and trying to control the match, it would be the refs. (laughs) I say that as a joke. I don't actually believe that. But uh, anyway... Okay, well, um, I don't. You going on international break, Brandon? What are you gonna do to celebrate your time away from the regular season? I don't know, sleep or something. The Sounders have like half of their roster, if not more, leaving to travel thousands of miles uh, around the world to play games and then come back. No, and no, I mean you. Like, what are you gonna? You want to go to Canada or something, or should we go yeah. on our own international break? Yeah, let's go see the Turf Boney. <laughs> yes, they had a terrible <laughs> season, finishing bottom bottom of the table, idiots. Um. Okay. Well, that's great. Uh, yeah. What are you gonna do until the playoffs start? Forget oh, about the, forget I ass- about everything. Yeah, I assume that I have to, you know, go back to Formula One and <laughs> sumo and <laughs> enjoy my life of strangeness. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it seems pretty, you know, pretty pretty laid back here between now and then. Uh, I'll probably be reminded next week that we have to podcast when my wife is like, "Are you podcasting today?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah." So that's about my commitment. To- no, that's not true. I'll probably surf Reddit and laugh at the awful comments that people make. So that's that's a lot of fun. So. Okay, so now it's time for Too Long Didn't Listen, TLDL. Uh, too Long Didn't Listen, ProRel for Sumo. <laughs> it's great, greater than MLS. TLDL, <laughs> we got robbed! Like, I think almost literally. Yeah, how much did you give that kid? <laughs> Just five bucks, man. It's cool. <laughs> oh. He'll probably come back next week and be like, hey, give me five bucks. And I'll be like, get out of here, kid! <laughs> uh, too Long Didn't Listen, apparently I like seeing a man take balls to the face. I mean, it really got you fumbled up back there, buddy. <laughs> and TLDL, brag of the show, I'm evidently almost friends with Brad Evans. <laughs> TLDL, hey, Deb. <laughs> Shout outs to Deb. <laughs> Dummy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 